Blog Talk Radio. As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome once again to the Think Hope Podcast. I'm your hopeologist, Dr. Rosalind Tompkins, and we are so excited because we've been talking about this, we've been anticipating it, we've been planning for it, but now we are finally here. We are in the month of April, which is the first ever National Month of Hope. And we are so excited. Yes, that deserves a big round of applause for us to have made it. And uh, I tell you, ever since we received the notification that uh, that our month was chosen uh, by the National Day Calendar, we have been planning, we have been excited, we've been putting the word out there, we've been praying, and we've been fasting, we've just been just preparing and and when I by we I mean myself and the hope squad of mothers in crisis and now it is finally here we had a wonderful kickoff on Sunday which was April 1st and uh, it was also Resurrection Sunday and some people call it Easter Sunday and uh, we released the balloons of hope and it was so powerful I'm telling you guys those balloons they just they just kept going up. They were they 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 went so high we couldn't even see them after a while. We we released fifty. We we released fifty two uh, balloons that went forth, and and that's significant of the National Month of Hope. They were in different colors, and we lit, we we released them as with the helium in it because hope is like the helium. Uh, in our faith, it causes our faith to rise, it causes us to rise, and, and that's why uh, we were excited about releasing the balloons and also uh, reading the proclamation and just, just having the little, a small official ceremony uh, acknowledging that this is the first ever National Month of Hope now, and it's began because we are in the month of April, so we're excited about that, and we're we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the first uh, the significance of the National Month of Hope. Because some people, I've I've gotten many questions. I've been interviewed uh, on several different radio uh, shows throughout the nation, and some podcasts, and and uh, people are 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 wondering. You know, first of all, they want to know. Why do we need a National Month of Hope? And we're going to talk a little bit about that, the significance of having a National Month of Hope, because I really believe that America is facing a hope crisis right now. So we're going to talk about that. And then also the the, the next uh, question that I'm asked is, how do you get a National Month or a National Day? Because we see so many now, <laughs> every day is some day, some special uh, day to celebrate, and then you know we have the national different national months because it's also 
the National Month of Poetry, which is which I'm excited about that as a as a poet and uh, as I write poetry and I have uh, uh, many of my uh, poems are published and my latest book is a book of poetry, Nimble Anointed Words in Power, and uh, so I've always uh, been excited about April being uh, the National National Poetry Month and now it's it's also the National Month of Hope so. People ask the question, they say, well, how do you get, how, was it hard or did you have to go to the to Congress or or how do you, you know, how do you get a national month? And and I just like to address that now because that is a very good question. And I'll just say how we did it because I know there, I've, I've researched this a little bit, and there, there are a couple of ways that uh, uh, in organizations that, that uh that record these national days and months and establish them in in the fabric of our society. But what we did, we applied with the national day calendar, and that was um, that was suggested to me by one of my coaches uh, from the Quantum Leap uh, program that I'm a part of, and um, we were we were celebrating uh, the Hope Universe Day every Friday, Hope Fridays, and and uh, and my coach said to me, well, why don't why don't you look into uh, getting a an official national month of hope? And 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 I said, wow, I said that that sounds wonderful. That sounds like something that we'd love to do. So I investigated. I went online and I and I put in the application through the national uh, day calendar. And the first thing that I that I found out was that they were only taking applications online and they were only taking applications through organizations. So, um uh which was fine because I wanted to apply in in the name of Mothers in Crisis because Mothers in Crisis uh you know, it's it's wonderful to think about this fact too that Mothers in Crisis was founded. I founded Mothers in Crisis in 1991 in April. So so that has all April has always been special to mothers in crisis uh that has been our anniversary month and we've celebrated over the years uh many times and, and our last big celebration was our 25th anniversary which was 2 years ago and that's when we kicked off the Hope Universe Day every Friday uh during the time of our of our 25th anniversary and we received proclamations from both the city and the county uh, of uh, Tallahassee, Florida, Leon County, that's the capital of Florida, North Florida, and we began to just celebrate every Friday after that. And then, uh, so so whenever we began the process and I got in contact with the National Day Calendar and I applied in the name of Mothers in Crisis and I wrote the application and I was sharing with them the things that we had already done the 25 years that we had uh, we had been spreading hope uh, through the the different projects of Mothers in Crisis, different public service announcements. Uh, I'm known for my trademark saying, "As long as there's breath in your body, there's hope." So, so in essence, what I was able to show through the application is that we've we've been spreading hope for decades, over two decades now, and so it, it made sense for us to be a founding, to be the founding organization of the National Month of Hope, to take it to the next level. 
so I applied, and then several months later, back in June of 2017, I got the email from Alice Anderson, who is the registrar of National Day Calendar, stating that our application had been accepted, and out of 18,000 during that cycle, they received 18,000 applications for different days and, and months, and they only chose 30. And we were one of the 30 mothers in crisis received uh, uh, the the approval for April to become the first ever national month of hope, and that's how we did it. And uh, and they sent the uh, proclamation, and and uh, we started uh, we started promoting at that time because really what it's all about it's all about public awareness it's a it's a major public awareness campaign to get people aware that we need hope and what hope is why we need hope the significance of hope and uh and then having everyone to come together around a particular time period that's that's really powerful we see that in all of our holidays, if you think about it, what really makes the holiday so special is that you can get people from all different walks of life, from all different uh, places in the in the country, to come together and think uh, a particular thought concerning whatever the holiday is, and then also to do certain things. Because if you think about it, whenever we celebrate Christmas, uh, the Christmas season, it doesn't matter what your faith may be. It's, it's, a, it's a time of goodwill. It's a time where people uh, give gifts, where people are 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 friendlier, they're they're nicer, they're you know, they're holidays where people are taking off, you get time off, there's a lot of a lot of sweets and a lot of different foods that are that are eaten, just a lot of different traditions that come together around that particular time. And I believe that's the that's the power of, of having a, a a a whole month to to think about hope and to celebrate hope. And what we are challenging everyone to do this month is to think hope and make hope connections. And we're sharing with each each person that we can meet, sharing with them how to make hope connections, sharing with them what it means to think hope. As a matter of fact, I started putting out my hope thoughts uh, every day this, this month and uh, post them on social media, also send it out to my list. Uh, my email list, and also, um, you know, we have our text list and, you know, all these kind of lists, but just sending out certain thoughts just to help people to to think hope because when you think hope, your life will change. When you think hope, you can you can move forward in the things that really matter because sometimes our thoughts are bogged down in hopelessness, but when we think hope, it really makes a difference. And when you think hope then you can make a hope connection. And we also talk about how to make hope connections and what that means. And we are believing that we will inspire at least 10,000 hope connections, and that's that's over this whole year, starting this month, starting in April, that we will encourage and inspire 10,000 hope connections. So through this Think Hope podcast and uh from our website that you can go and get more information. Also, you can contact us. Uh, we are teaching, we're training, and we're coaching people 
in how to do that and how to take the challenge, how to think hope and how to make hope connections. So if you'd like to find out more information, if you'd like to be a part of this, if you'd like to be a hope giver or a hope citizen, if you'd like to participate in the challenge, just go to makeahopeconnection.com. And you can all you can also get there by think-hope.com or hope-universe.com. Either way, you will see you will get to the hub to the website that has all the information, and we would love for you to be a part of what God is doing. So now, what I'd like to talk about is the importance and significance of the National Month of Hope. Because, as I said before, I really believe that America is facing a whole crisis. And one of the indicators that we can look at when we talk about, you know, a hope crisis is the suicide rate. And what we see, according to the CDC, and that's the Center for Disease Control, that the suicide rate in the United States has increased 20 Four percent from 1999 through 2014, 24 percent. And and anytime I, I I talk about statistics and anytime I read statistics, I always remember that these statistics are people. They're human beings. They're not just numbers. But to think about that, the suicide rate actually increased. And so at first it was on a decline for years. And uh, let, let me just read something here. It says, suicide is an important public health issue involving psychological, biological, and societal factors. After a period of nearly consistent decline in suicide, rate, suicide rates in the United States from 1986 through 1999, suicide, suicide rates have increased increased people almost steadily from 1999 through 2014. And that is why, that's one of the main reasons I believe that America is facing a hope crisis. Because the suicide rates that have increased from 1999 to to 2014 are for both males and females. And the ages that they're looking at is from 10 to 74. And the percentage of increase, let's see, the the percentage of increase in suicide rates for females, let's see here, was greatest for those aged 10 to 14. Babies, babies, the suicide rate increased for females was greatest from 10 to 14 and for males those age 45 through 64. So so what is the what do the numbers look like? The numbers look like this. When we're talking about increase 24% from 1999 to 2014 from 10.5 to 13 per 1,000, 100,000 population. So that's how we look at the numbers, the actual people, from 10.5 to 13. So what we're looking at now is, and that was 2014, the last time that they they did this, um, that they were able to get the numbers and the statistics for the suicide rates in the United States was 
13 per per 100,000 people, and that is staggering because we're talking seven over 7 million people, you know, on the planet and, you know, in several uh, 7 uh, billion, I'm, I'm sorry, 7 billion and several of those billions here and in the United States, and then now we're looking at that people are killing themselves. So what makes people kill themselves? Well, hopelessness. That's why I believe we're facing a hope crisis, because people are killing themselves. And, and why would you kill yourself? You'll kill yourself when you, when you believe there's no hope and you give up. And, and that's why I believe we're facing a hope, uh, a hope crisis. And, and when you think about it, there's so many things that we see happening. We have the school shootings that take place, and, and we just had a tragedy not too long ago here in the state of Florida with the Parkland uh, uh, school in Parkland, Florida, with the school shootings, and 17 people, 17 young people were, were, were killed. And then we even had a shooting today at YouTube headquarters, and the, the shooter uh, was killed, and I believe there were three others who were wounded. So, so I mean, every day we have these tragic things that are taking place. Then you have the natural disasters, and when we talk about the natural disasters, like the hurricanes, the mudslides, the fires, I mean, so many things. And, and, and once they happen, it's not like as soon as the news go away or, or we don't hear about it over the news does not mean that everything is okay. Because think about in Puerto Rico, that because of Hurricane Maria, they are still without power in some in some places, and so many things that are yet to be uh, yet to be restored, yet to be uh, reestablished. And imagine going through those things, the floods that took place in Houston. I mean, so many things that are happening all around us that will bring us to that place of of hopelessness. So you say, well, what's the use? I might as well give up. And I believe with the with the shootings, when it, when people go on shooting sprees, oftentimes it's a suicide mission because they know that they will be shot, and more than likely they will be killed, and uh, and not even to mention the suicide bombers that you have and some of the terrorism that's going on around the world. So America, let's talk about America, is facing a hope crisis, and that's why I believe is so important and so significant that we have now a national month of hope, that we must get the message of hope out there. And by having this national month of hope, it's a wonderful way to create awareness and change. And that's what we'd like to see because I believe that hope can change the world. I know hope changed my life. And, and hope has changed many others' lives that, that I know of and through Mothers in Crisis and, and, and through many uh, other um, accounts that I've heard about and I've, people that I've met as we've traveled around the world in various countries and Africa. I love the continent and Kenya and some of the other places, South Africa, Turkey. I mean, just seeing hope, it was so amazing to me that, Whenever we took our, our, our missions trip to Turkey, that uh, we were going in these houses. The, the, they had the uh, church services in the little apartments that they lived in. 
and uh, and they they were packed in there. They just just really loved the Lord. Many of them had fled from Iraq because of the persecution. Once they they accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, and and I'll never forget one one apartment we went in. On the wall, there was a poster. It was nothing else in the apartment, but on the wall there was a poster that said, "There is hope." And when I saw that, I took a picture of it. And I said, you know, we are in the right place. And I'm telling you, God really moved in that little apartment, and uh, and and just hope. So so power. There's there's so much power in hope to to bring about change. So tonight we're going to talk about how to find hope because my hope thought for today, and that's what I'm going to do uh, throughout this month, is base our Think Hope podcast on Tuesdays on the hope thought that I share uh, for that particular day. And the hope thought for today is find the hope and look for it, and hope will appear. So you have to find the hope, look for it, and hope will appear. So tonight we're going to talk about how to find hope. We're going to look at seven steps to finding hope. And I'm also going to bring in uh, the Hope Squad members that are that are on on the call. I see them in queue, and uh, just if you'd like to share something, just press one. And I see there's a couple of hands raised, and I'm going to get to you uh, in a little bit because before I share, it go into sharing the seven steps to finding hope. I would like to um, to just hear maybe a, a, a personal testimony. And uh, I'll, I'll bring in one of our Hope Squad members here to share one of their encounters where they were able to find hope and the situation changed. Hello, is this uh, Juanita? You're on the air? Yes, hello, um, Dr. Tompkins. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good, good. Well, we're talking about from the subject of find the hope and look for it, and hope will appear. So do you have a, a story that you can tell about uh, whenever you were able to uh, find hope in a challenging situation? Yes. Um, one morning I was getting ready to go to a meeting, and I had received a disturbing phone call concerning my son. Yes. And I listened briefly to the conversation, but no, now I'm getting ready to go to a meeting. So I had to, after I got the call, I had to grab hold of myself because it was very disturbing uh-huh. to me. So I had to think hope at that time that, you know, it's going to get better because I had to embrace myself and grab hold to hope and know that it's going to change. But I still had to be on my assignment what I needed to do. Yes. For so, 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 in other words, it sounds like you had to think, hope, and go. Yes, I did. Yes. All right. Yes, All I right. Did. I had to think, hope, and go. Yes. Yes, I did. And that's that. And, um, that is that's. Go ahead. Yes. Um. And that's you. Uh. That is so true, Dr. Tompkins. That's what I had to do. I had to embrace myself and think, hope, and go, and continue to go on my journey and know what. We're concerning my son that it's going to get better. It's going to change. That everything is going to be all right. Yes. That encouraged everything myself. Everything is going to be all right. 
Yes, that is that is awesome. And and by you saying that, I'm going to share uh, with you on the on the line here. I'm going to share the first two steps because you mentioned one of the steps that you uh, that you that you had to do in order to find hope. And uh, so I'm going to share the first two steps in the seven steps to finding hope. Number one is prayer and meditation. Because we can find the hope, especially when it's when it's so dark and challenging and difficult, that we must stop and just say a prayer, or or also get into that place of stillness where we where we can meditate, where we can clear our mind. And then the second step is think hope, and that's what you were talking about. And and how we think hope is. Practice bringing your thoughts to a hopeful place by saying and meaning it, things like it's going to get better, things are going to be all right, because we have to remember that hope is future-oriented. So when you do that, then you're finding the hope, and then you can go and do what you need to do, because, because if you don't, uh, then you're not going, if you don't find the hope, then oftentimes what happens is we're stuck and we get sidetracked or, you know, we get uh, in a place where we are immobilized and we can't move and, and, and it just sometimes it just takes days and, and sometimes weeks and months to get over certain things. But as we are learning about this process of, of, of hope and the power of hope and the seven steps to finding hope, it's to help us to be able to move forward in hope. So thank you so much for sharing. And let me just ask you this. Did the situation get better? Yes, it did. Okay. It's gotten better. Yes. We're yes. still hoping it's the light at the end of the tunnel and everything concerning my son. Yes. But that particular situation did change. Yes. Yes, so that isn't that something? Isn't that something? So thank you so much for sharing, and uh, and I, once again, I just say thank you and God bless you for just being a part of this of this hope movement of of helping to birth this hope this National Month of Hope, and also of being a Hope Universe citizen because citizenship does have its privileges. So God bless you, and uh, thanks for sharing with us tonight. Thank you, Dr. Tompkins. Okay, so isn't that powerful? We're getting a chance to to see how this works, you know, because as I share these steps, it's really good to hear uh, examples. And before we we go to the next uh, Hope Squad member and before we continue sharing the seven steps to finding hope, I want to share uh, our Hope Connection PSA, which has the it, it goes through the steps. I mean, because we are it's a dramatization really of of a hope chat, and we can see within the PSA some of the steps that I'm talking about of finding hope. So I'm going to share that with you now, and then after that, we're going to come back and hear from some more of our Hope Squad members. Hey, how's it going? I've seen better days. I believe things are going to get better. Because remember, as long as there's breath in your body, 
There is hope. Yes, that's true. April is the National Month of Hope, and we encourage you to make a hope connection. Yes, we encourage you to make a hope connection. So that's our public service announcement, and the, and you could hear what you heard. It sounded maybe it sounded a little bit like static because it is uh, an audio uh, version of the PSA. But what's actually that noise was a waterfall because we did it at uh, at the um, park here in Tallahassee at one of our parks, and there's a waterfall there, and right in front of the waterfall is where we. Uh, where we uh, videoed the public service announcement. So that's what we heard in the background. But basically what we were saying on that PSA is the, the, the scenario of someone, it was, two, it was two of the Hope Squad members sitting there at the bench, uh, Millie Poulos and then Juanita Thompson we just heard from, and, uh, and, and the Hope chat happened whenever Millie asked her how she was doing, and she said, not so good, and then Millie said, I believe things are going to get better because as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. And uh, and so then, you know, she was like, yes, that's true, because it is true. And you may say, well, that is so, that is too simplistic. What about these hard issues and all the things that are, that's, that's going on? Well, I'm going to tell you something. Research finds that people who are hopeful excel in life, live longer, and live well. Excel in life, live longer, and live well. So when you keep that hopeful attitude and you think hope and you, and you believe that no matter what's going on, there's still hope, it makes a difference in your overall quality of life. And that's why I believe that hope can change the world. Okay, I see some more hands raised here. I'm going to bring in some more of the Hope Squad members. And if you missed last week's Think Hope podcast, please uh, go back and listen to it because we heard from all of the Hope Squad members their signature speeches, including mine, where they shared, uh, we all shared our our stories of, of how we lost hope and how we found hope and and, and what makes us uh, who we are today. So if you'd like to get the backstory on the Hope Squad and, and a little bit more about me, listen to that, uh, that podcast, the Think Hope podcast that says, I believe it's entitled Meet the Hope Squad, and it's also on iTunes. So go back and listen up and find out a little bit more uh, about the Hope Squad members there. So I'm going to bring in another of our Hope Squad members, uh, Nettie Palmore. Hello, Nettie. Are you there? Hi. Yes, I'm here, Dr. Tompkins. How are you? I'm doing very well, doing very well. So can you tell us and, and share with everyone uh, of a time where uh, you had to find the hope and, and look for it and, and in, in order for you to be able to think hope and go? Yes, I was I was thinking, um, Dr. Tompkins, about a time in particular. I, I was looking at my uh, certificate of appreciation from back in um, 1996 when when we first had started. And so, as you um, had proposed the question, you know, 
uh, find the hope, you know, like when you have to really find it. And I thought about after coming to Mothers in Crisis, being clean, you know, for over, you know, almost 17 years, almost. And when I relapsed and I, and I, and, it, and it's in your book, it's recorded. I said if I ever relapsed, I would go to a treatment program. And having to actually go to a program, uh, going to back into a detox stage, going back to counseling, uh, going to church even, and still not being able to just get it, um, Dr. Tompkins, and, and having to actually go to a program, that was uh, a time when I really had to look for hope and I really had to uh, uh, believe that, that things could get better. Yes, and so how did you how did you find it? Where did you find it? Well, I believe I found it um, even back then. I, I wasn't thinking about it like this, Dr. Tompkins, but even by me going to Texas, going to uh, Washington D.C., and even with your calls, your encouraging messages, and even when you would travel and, and come in and, and check on me and letting me know I wasn't alone and that, you know, you, you was right there, you in, in the ministry, and supporting me. And that helped me to hold on, to look forward to better days, my family, you know, all of that support. Yes, yes, which brings me to step number three, and that is look for the light in the midst of the darkness, the glimmer of hope. And that's what you had to do because, as you said, even though you had had the relapse, you had to go into these treatment programs, there were glimmers of hope that kept you and helped you to know that you were going to get better through the different relationships that you had with me, with your family members, with, you know, the ministry, and then the places where you went that were able to help you. So even in the midst of one of the darkest times, you had to look for the lights that were there. And just that, that hope was just like that anchor that you can hold on to and that that will keep you – rooted and grounded. So thank you so much for sharing. And as always, I certainly appreciate everything that you do as a Hope Squad member and as a citizen of Hope Universe. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Dr. Tompkins. All right. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, these steps are uh, – I'm glad I'm having uh, the Hope Squad members to share because they're, they're, they're sharing as they share their stories – we're we're seeing those steps come to life. Number one, prayer and meditation. We're talking about the seven steps to finding hope, and so we've shared uh, uh, three of them already. Prayer and meditation. Two, think hope, and practice bringing your thoughts to a hopeful hopeful place. And then number three, look for the light in the midst of the darkness, the glimmer of hope. And for me. Uh, the latest one I shared about was whenever the par- the shootings, the school shootings happened in Parkland, Florida, 
and and it was just so devastating and uh and the 17 young people that were killed and we already I already remembered so vividly what happened with Sandy Hook Elementary School when the, those little precious ones were killed and and for me it was just such a dark place but I was able to look for hope and find it when I saw the young people rising up and they're continuing to rise up and they have this whole movement going on now to uh, to, to to never again, as they say, that this won't happen, that we, we have to stop the madness. And that brought hope to me. So even in the midst of, of, of the darkness when you can't see, see your way through, these seven steps will help you to find hope. Prayer and meditation, think hope, and Look for the light in the midst of the darkness. So we're gonna we're gonna hear from some more of our Hope Squad members. I see your hand raised. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, let's see, Millie Poulos and my dear husband Kwame, and uh, we'll hear from you guys when we come back. But now I'm going to share one of my poems that is aptly entitled "Where Is Hope?" As we're talking about looking for hope. So after uh, the poetry break, we'll come back and we'll continue to have the discussion of seven steps to finding hope. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 6, verses 19 and 20. Where is hope? Hope is found in the breath that I breathe, in the stars, in the sky, and in the cool of the breeze. Hope is found in a baby's cry, in tears rolling down the eye, of one who knows that every good thing flows from the heart of God. Hope is found in the birds that sing, in the grass as it grows, in the smell of a rose, in the dew as it settles upon the ground. Hope can be found in the middle of pain, in the streets of frustration, and in the home of the name that is above every name. Hope is found when you hear the name, think the name, or say the name. It's all the same. Jesus is hope. Yes, Jesus is hope. And every time I hear that particular poem or every time I share it, I always go back to the steps of the Rwandan genocide museum where I shared that poem after viewing the skulls of so many, almost a million skulls of people, children, men, women, girls, boys who had died through genocide. And as I was leaving the museum, the host that had taken me there, the local host asked me if I would share a poem, and I was like, here? And they said, yes. And I looked up over the over the horizon at the armed guards who were guarding 
the Genocide Museum there in Rwanda, and I began to share that poem, Where is Hope? And that, to me, is an example of finding hope in the midst of a hopeless, hopeless situation because my heart had literally broken in two as I, as I went through the museum looking at the skulls of those that, that, that had died and then to be able to share that poem, Where is Hope?, and uh, and just 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 leave that as a deposit there, because I've met so many wonderful, wonderful Rwandans who are so resilient and have found this hope in the Lord Jesus Christ and have found hope and have gone forward and and rebuild their lives and it's just just a wonderful thing to see. So now I'm going to bring in uh, my dear husband. I see your hand raised. Uh, Kwame, are you there? Hello, good evening, my dear. How are you? I'm doing well, I'm doing very well. You want to share with us a time whenever you were able to find hope in the midst of a challenging situation? Oh, for sure. Um, I, I wanted to recount on the experience I had uh, recently when my brother was facing a health crisis. And um, as a family member, we often sometimes will have to deal with such events in life. And you ask yourself, well, what do you say? Um, yes. And I, 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 I waited and took the time to not just say the normal, uh, uh, you know, platitudes that, that people say and, you know, get well and heal and you'll be fine and Mm -hmm. these kinds of things. Um, And fortunately, uh, we had already gone down the road of understanding uh, Hope Chats. Yes. And I took the opportunity to reflect on the Hope Chat. And while uh, he is not born again, or or any of those things that was not the point the yes. the, the the hope in the situation uh that that the lord shared with me was his salvation not his situation mm-hmm. and um so in prayer and and i would say that um this is is something that uh requires prayer it is not the the worldly hope that people talk about and, you know, think think the Pollyanni kind of thoughts. And um, I was able to share with him and lift his spirits mm-hmm. as well as mine and, and yes. um, focus, focused on, on his salvation and um, saw the light for him because that is the light that I'm seeing, his salvation. So thank you, uh, my dear, for for bringing perspective to such a powerful uh, 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 thing we call hope in Jesus. Thank you. Yes, yes. And thank you so much for being so supportive and being a part of the Christ Vision Tribe Hope Squad and and just helping to, to spread this hope that is, that is so needed around the world. And we thank God now for this national 
we have this National Month of Hope in April. So thanks so much. God bless you. Love you. Okay, well, let's go ahead and share um, the rest of the seven steps here as we are wrapping up tonight. And step number four is to talk to hopeful people. And that's something that my husband, Kwame, uh, really uh, talked about a little bit, and that was through the hope chats that we have been talking about, we were empowering one another in sharing hope with those who may not be as hopeful or may not, you know, know the Lord Jesus as we know him, and to be able to talk to hopeful people. So that's number four. And then number five, you have to determine to become a part of the solution. So you find your passion. What makes you angry? Find out what you can do to bring hope. And then number six, you have to get active spreading hope. And number seven, what we want you to do is become a Hope Universe citizen and become trained and a part of the hope movement. You can find out how by going to makeahopeconnection.com. All right, well, join us next time as we continue to share this hope with each and every one and continue this hope movement because it is a movement and we are moving forward. So find out more information, go to think-hope.com, and God bless you and we love you. Until next week, think hope. Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Mm-hmm.